Building peace in the minds of men and women. The message UNESCO hopes to deliver to humankind worldwide. It's a message that's particularly meaningful for careers. This year marks the 70th anniversary of us joining UNESCO. UNESCO's 55th member state, in fact, on June 14th, 1950. Just 11 days after the country was engulfed in the ravages of the Korean War, though. And when the country was in the depths of despair, it was UNESCO that was a ray of light. Given this past, present and hopefully bright future of UNESCO and Korea, we have Secretary-General Kim Kwang-ho of the Korean National Commission for UNESCO here in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Um, So just to look at the specifics here, uh, we have the joining of UNESCO by Korea in 1950, June 14th, as I mentioned, but the Korean National Commission was not established until 1954. I presume the Korean War had a part to play in that delay. There was uh, some gap in time because of the Korean War. As you said, Korea joined UNESCO on June 14th of 1950. If you take a second to look at the date, it is 11 days before the breakout of the Korean War. So naturally, the Korean government did not have the resources to establish a national commission until the war was over. But once established, Korean National Commission worked so hard and is now one of the largest and the most active national commissions among the 199 national commissions around the world. During the time of the war, though, it's really interesting when you think about what UNESCO supplied. Not so much uh, emphasis on things like food and medicine that we might imagine, but rather books. Can can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it's uh, such an important piece of history that many are not aware of today. When we lost everything in the Korean War, many international organizations came to help. One of them was, of course, UNESCO. While many others were busy providing us with medicine and food, UNESCO helped us build a national textbook printing factory. With thousands of dollars from both UNESCO and UN Korean Reconstruction Agency, the factory produced about 30 million textbooks annually, which were distributed across the country to make sure that students did not have to stop receiving their basic education because of the war. Let's talk a bit more about why UNESCO chose to prioritize education in particular after the war. UNESCO is basically an educational organization. Many people know UNESCO only from world heritage and intangible cultural heritage because it is their most visible program to the public. However, UNESCO's basic mandate is to build the defenses of peace in the minds of men and women throughout education. In fact, more than 35% of UNESCO's budget is allocated to its education programs alone. And UNESCO is the global leading agency in the international efforts to achieve sustainable development goal number four. Simply put, UNESCO prioritized the education after the World War II because that's what it was created to do. Well, if UNESCO is one of the leading agencies, uh, Korea, at least the Republic of Korea, the southern side is one of the leading members of UNESCO. Can you tell us a bit more about the role that uh, this country has in in promoting international cooperation today and and some of the activities that we've been promoting and focusing on here? Yeah. First of all, as one of the key partners of uh, UNESCO, 
Korea is gradually increasing its financial contribution to UNESCO. For the past few years, Korea has always ranked within the top 10 contributors to UNESCO. Korea's financial contributions support a wide range of issues within UNESCO's fields of competence while paying particular attention to education. For example, better education for Africa's rise. There, in short, is a multi-year project funded by Korea Ministry of Education aiming to innovate technical and vocational education and training in African countries. Other than these financial aspects, Korea is also taking leadership within the governing bodies of UNESCO, currently serving its fourth consecutive term on the executive board and participating actively in the organization's decision-making process. So UNESCO aims to build peace through international cooperation in education, as you've been outlining, uh, also the yeah. sciences and, and culture. Yeah. Shall we look at some specific examples within those categories? Yeah. In education, UNESCO works to coordinate the global efforts to achieve SDG number four. SDG four is one of the 17 sustainable development goals that the international community promised to achieve by the year 2030. It calls for the provision of quality education for all and UNESCO as the global leading agency for achieving SDG 4 organizes the global steering committee and monitors member states' efforts and initiatives to achieve the goal. Additionally, it carries out educational programs for marginalized groups in societies, including girls and refugees. Additionally, UNESCO has far-reaching impact in the fields of science, culture, and communications. In science, UNESCO addresses issues like biodiversity conservation and ocean observation, while in culture, it works for the most famous programs like World Heritage. In communications, it is leading the global efforts to promote the concept of media and information literacy and empower people to think critically in the age of fake news and hate speech. But you also talked about artificial intelligence yeah. or, or AI earlier in this interview, and it, it yeah. does seem to be an area that more and more people are taking very seriously. Yeah. Many of us might still be yeah. somewhat unfamiliar with just how far and wide it's, it's reaching. Yeah. But it's clearly an important part of what UNESCO is doing today. Yes, of course. UNESCO is focused on the ethical aspects of uh, artificial intelligence. AI is, of course, a very useful technology, but it also has a lot of downfalls like widening inequalities and strengthening prejudices. So UNESCO is working to develop a global framework to ensure that AI is used in a fair, ethical manner. In this spirit, UNESCO has established an expert group in producing a draft recommendation on AI ethics and will organize a series of regional consultation meetings for member states to provide their input on this issue. And I understand UNESCO is the only organization within the system of the UN that can deal with issues related to ethics. So can you explain that further? Yeah. A little bit of history might help. 
UNESCO first started out as an intellectual organization made up of scholars and experts instead of government representatives. It was meant to reflect upon the implications of different social issues, including the ethical aspects. Even after it was transformed into an intergovernmental organization, UNESCO has two advisory bodies that address the ethical aspects of science and technology. The International Bioethics Committee, which was established in 1993, and the World Commission on the Ethics of Scientific Knowledge and Technology, which was established in 1998. Since their inception, these bodies have been providing advice to the Director General of the UNESCO on the ethical aspects of current science and technology issues. What would you say is the future mission or or vision of the Korea National Commission for UNESCO. We often like to, in these sort of interviews, have a forward glance. Because particularly as Secretary General of the Korea National Commission, uh, you you might have a a message that you'd like to deliver. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, this year marks the 70th anniversary of Korea's joining UNESCO, and Korean National Commission is organizing various events to commemorate it. As the Secretary General of the Korean National Commission for UNESCO, I wish that the Korean people will take this opportunity to appreciate our partnership with this important organization and show UNESCO some love. Follow the news on UNESCO. Follow our commission on social media. UNESCO was vital in Korea's success, and now Korea is a vital member of UNESCO with great influence. If the public threw its support behind us, I'm sure we will be able to steer the organization in the right direction and really build the defenses of peace in people's mind by promoting international cooperation in the fields of education, science, culture, and communications. Secretary General Kim, thank you so much for being here. It's such a wonderful organization you're involved with. It's a pleasure to give you this platform to to share those messages and good luck for the future. Uh, Thank you very much. The pleasure is all mine. Secretary General Kim Kwang-ho of the Korean National Commission for UNESCO.